Welcome to the official Autodesk Inventor podcast. My name is Garen Gardner. I'm the Technical Marketing Manager for Autodesk Inventor. Today is Friday, March 23rd, 2007, and this is episode number 10. So during episode number 9, we talked about some of the new functionality that uh, will be coming out in Inventor 2008. We primarily talked about the DWG True Connect capabilities, where we're able to save out uh, native DWG files from Inventor when we create drawing files. Uh, this episode, we're going to talk about some other things, such as the Drawing Manager and some other new capabilities, and uh, hit on quite a few new new features that will be added to 2008. However, before we do that, I'd like to jump into some news in a couple of other areas that I want to talk about. So with that, let's jump into the news. So each month I talk about our Inventor of the Month. This is uh, found out on our portal, the manufacturing portal, that I'll have some some links in the show notes. But basically, the, the Inventor of the Month this month is RapidScan Systems, and they're a California-based company, and they make security screening devices that range from metal detectors clear up to container inspection systems. And they use Inventor to do a lot of their design work, uh, especially their, their designs that have you know lots of moving componentry and lots of things going on that they need to check for interferences and uh, different issues that might arise. So they're, uh, they're our Inventor of the Month. They do some really great work, and they, they really take advantage of a lot of the functionality in Inventor. So I'll put, a show, I'll put some show notes out to, to uh, their website. You can see some of the things that they design. And if you've ever, uh, if you go through the airport, you scan your luggage through through the X-ray machine. Uh, quite often, it's one of their machines that uh, that is scanning that. So you've probably seen a lot of these things and just didn't realize it. The next news item I have comes from a press release from Global Spec and Autodesk. And basically, Global Spec is a, a search a engineering search engine that allows you to locate uh, various components or various uh, types of of components. And then get information as far as vendors and who you can you can purchase these components through. So you know maybe nuts, bolts, and washers, or you know pumps or different types of uh, circuitry for your machine. And one of the things that that they're going to allow us to do is once we publish out a DWF file from Inventor, you'll be able to search through Global Spec uh, for these various components in the DWF viewer and find a lot of the information for those particular components. So you could uh, you could search for all the nuts, bolts, and washers in a DWIF file, find out a, a good supplier to purchase those from, or if you wanted to take it to a different level, maybe, as I mentioned earlier, pumps or flanges or various fittings or things like that, and find out where you know the a supplier that would be good to purchase these particular uh, components from and, and their information. So it could be a great way for you to really leverage a lot of that uh, engineering data that you're making in Inventor and, and allow you to purchase a lot of that componentry. So it's a neat press release, and I'll post that in the show notes. You can go out to the press release, get a little bit more information, and uh, see a little bit more of, of what's going on with that if you're interested. The next news item I have uh, comes from a, a Microsoft update and Inventor text. Some of you experienced some text getting blacked out after a Microsoft security patch updated your system. And uh, for for a period, the, the way to fix this was to remove the security patch. However, there has been an update. If you, if you go out to the hotfix location in the show notes, you'll be able to see the link for that. And this will work on release 9, Service Pack 4, uh, R10, Service Pack 3A, 
R11 with a Dwif extension and Service Pack 2 and Inventor 11 with Service Pack 2. So if you're running any of those versions of Inventor and you've you've noticed that uh, some of your text gets blocked out, you may want to download uh, download this particular hotfix. If you're not experiencing these issues, you won't really need to install that. However, if you're concerned that uh, you may see it later if you update your machine, you can go out and get that as well. So that's uh, a nice little update if you've had any of those problems. The next news item I have is actually a podcast that comes from Design News. This was uh, during a press event in California a couple of months ago. John Day interviewed Robert Cross or Buzz Cross. He is uh, Buzz Cross is a vice president of the manufacturing division. So, uh, if you use Inventor, AutoCAD Electrical, or AutoCAD Mechanical, or any of the Alias products, Buzz Cross is a vice president of the division that uh, that manages all of those different products. And uh, John Day just did a, a little interview. It was about five minutes and talks a bit about digital prototyping. Uh, this is probably something that if, if you follow Autodesk much, you know, from year to year we have kind of different themes and different things that we're working on. And the last couple of years we've really worked around this digital prototyping. And, you know, one of the things, if you look at our, our big suite of products, we really have the ability to start out products from uh, from scratch, really, that have a number of different things, such as the electrical circuitry of it, um, tubing and piping, uh, some of the, the early prototyping of being able to analyze your your parts to make sure that they're strong enough, and then make design changes, even things like uh, building still frames and tubes. But this is all working together to where you can really start out a project with all sorts of different types of, of things and work them together and have a, a broad uh, digital prototype of this without having to do so many physical prototypes. So to, to get a little bit better handle of this, John Day talked about talk to Buzz, and uh, this is a great little interview give you give you kind of an update on uh, where we're going, what we're looking at, and what the the term digital prototyping means to us. You know, this is something that many companies have professed over the last uh, many years, but uh, we feel that you know our product offers a little bit more than uh, than just you know building 3D models. We have a lot more capability to to really do a, a, a digital prototype, and you know we're we're learning that a lot of the best in class companies have half the the physical prototypes and doing more and more with digital prototypes. So with that, I'll I'll uh, put a show note in here that allows you to go out to that podcast and listen to that, and it's a great podcast. And it, it's found on out on the designnews.com. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-N-E-W-S.com under the podcast section. There's quite a few different podcasts there. And this one is Beyond 3D Modeling, uh, Digital Prototyping. So again, I will put a link in the show notes, but if you get a chance, go out and take a, a listen to that. So that concludes the news portion of our podcast and some of the things going on around the industry. The next one that I, the next thing we'll get into is a countdown to Inventor 2008. This is an ongoing portion for the next several podcasts. We'll talk about some of the new functionality that will be in Inventor 2008. Last podcast, podcast number nine, we talked about DWG True Connect, which allows us to save Inventor drawings as a DWG file, and we can pass that back and forth between AutoCAD and Inventor, which also gave us a number of other benefits that uh, you can you can take a listen to that podcast and learn a little bit more about that. Um, this particular podcast in our countdown to Inventor 2008, we're going to talk about drawing enhancements. 
some of the new things that we've added to the drawings and uh, we also have a couple of other areas that we'll we'll get into but let's let's jump into some of the first items with the drawing manager you know this is an area that many of you spend a great deal of time once you've created models you still have to go in and do all the documentation create your exploded views be able to cross section things add all of your dimensions and everything and this is an area that we get a lot of enhancement requests many of you have used AutoCAD for many years and you know AutoCAD was pretty wide open you could do about anything you wanted so you know sometimes in a, a 3D modeler it's a little challenging to pull off some of those things but we've really worked to, to add the same functionality or much the same capability only using your 3D model in your drawing so one of the requests that we've received over the last couple of years is the ability to add isometric dimensions to an isometric view and this is something that now 2008 will allow you to do that you can create an isometric view and then just as you would add a, a dimension to any other view you use the same dimension tool and you can go in and start dimensioning this this isometric view um, there are some extended capabilities that will allow you to change the plane that the dimensions are going to be in uh, you can even hit the spacebar to toggle between a couple of different planes and then you can show various uh, work planes to select for uh, adjusting where they're going to be displayed as well. So some nice enhancements or capabilities to add those isometric dimensions and then really control how they're going to look. Another big enhancement is, uh, this is a, another much requested one, the ability to have various uh, physical properties in your title block. I've seen a number of different utilities out there that would allow you to do this but now you'll be able to go into your title block and actually say I want to see something like my mass properties of my part or assembly in the title block and be able to pull that information in. Uh, one of the things with this you'll be able to pull mass properties, area, volume, and density and you'll also be able to, uh, something that, that Kevin Schneider had in his uh, blog not too long ago right now in Inventor 11 you have to be pretty careful when you're getting mass properties to make sure everything's up to date uh, as far as going into the properties updating and and all of that now you have the there's an option in the application options where you can have it update your your uh, your physical properties upon save so if you turn that on and you're displaying something like mass properties in your title block anytime you save those are going to be updated so this is a great way to really ma make sure that what you see down there is up to date and you don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops to do that um, some other nice enhancements that we've added is the ability to have your crosshatch be managed through material type so now in your style library you can actually go in and specify that different types of materials have different hatch styles and you can change the hatch ang angle and whatnot and then once you cross-section your, your part, depending on what type of materials belong to the part, it'll put those associative hatch patterns to the material. And if you change a, a material from one part to another, those hatch patterns will update as well. So this is just another great way that you can use your style library, be able to have the, the hatch in your assemblies or, or uh, parts, and have it update and uh, be associative to the material properties. Also another big thing that we did with hatching is the ability to have uh, hatch patterns in an isometric section view. So you know in the past if you created a, a section through a part and then created an isometric view of it, you could hatch the section view but you couldn't hatch the isometric section view. Now you can go in and, and tell it just as you would any other view that you want that to be hatched. 
Uh, another option that we've added in the, the drawing manager is the ability to control uh, ch child views if they're going to inherit their the cut uh, properties. So it may be that you create a section view and then you want an isometric section view. Uh, you can tell it that you want to maintain those inheritance so it's sectioning it or you may not want it to section it. You may want to pull a view off of it that's not sectioned and you can control all of that. Um, we've also added the ability to show hidden lines in shaded views. That's something that we couldn't do in the past and now we have the same three options down in, in the the, the uh, view properties. So if you double click or edit a view you had the wireframe, hidden line removal and solid or shaded. Now you have the ability to toggle on and off the shaded. It's just to toggle on or off and then you have the ability to say I want hidden lines on or I want hidden lines off. So you can switch between those and, and really control that. So the UI looks the, the same as it has before, but now you can just toggle the shaded on or off and then control what the line uh, styles are going to be. Another one, for those of you that do tooling and fixturing or import surface models a bit and want to be able to, uh, to control kind of a wireframe section through that surface, you'll be able to do that. We call it a component slice. But if you import in a surface model, say an IGIS model into your drawing or into your assembly and then create a drawing, you may notice that you know you have all those edges and it's kind of hard to see what's going on with it. Now you can do a section through it with basically a, a uh, zero depth cut and you'll get a wireframe line through it that, that will allow you to see that surface data very nicely for a, uh, you know, in a particular plane. So that's a nice enhancement for those of you that use surfaces and typically tooling and fixturing. Um, another nice, another nice tool is a revision table tag. Well, revision tables and tags. This was something that was added in Inventor 6, and uh, many requests were were given to us that uh, you weren't really able to use a revision table as it presently was. So we took a look at it and made this just as a regular table as many of the other things are in Inventor now. We, we added the ability to create just generic tables in Inventor 11 and now we've extended that and we can use that with a revision table so it's formatted much the same. It's in the style editor that you can go in and control that but a couple of the nice enhancements with this is you have the ability to rotate this so if you want to rotate it to go along the side of your page you can easily do that and then you also have the ability to go in and edit the properties so if I'm in the the, um, the table the revision table I can edit the properties and I can change my revision from one or two and it's actually updating the properties of the part from revision one to revision two so no longer are they just static and they're not tied together now if you make a change in one area it can update the other area so that's a really great way to be able to manage that and uh, be able to look at the properties of the part and see the same as what you'd get in the revision history. Uh, a couple of other things that we've added is dimension notes. You can now, uh, what well, we have NPT and tapered holes, and now we can do the, the various notes for those as well. So we've extended the capability for holes and then do, doing the documentation on those and uh, a number of other enhancements. This is just touching the tip of the iceberg. There are a lot of different drawing enhancements that you can take a look at and take advantage of and uh, our beta customers really have enjoyed take a, taking a look and using some of the new functionality. So if you get a chance, and uh, I would imagine many of you do uh, quite a few drawings, this should be an area that uh, you'll like a lot of the new enhancements.
So many of the enhancements that I just talked about, we do have some blog posts that uh, that are named Inventor 2008 Countdown, and they're numbered from one to one on up. Um, they're, they're something that will be ongoing until Inventor comes out. But uh, I will put in the show notes a link to the Drawing Manager one and the one that we'll talk about here in a second. But there's additional information in there if, if uh, you listen to it and you want to see some of the other things that are available. Uh, go and take a look at those. The next thing that I'm going to talk about is ribbon cable. Uh, you know, this is something that, uh, as far as we're aware, there's no other 3D parametric modeler that's creating true-to-life ribbon cables in their in their drawings, and this is or in their 3D models, and and be able to analyze and do some of the digital prototyping of, you know, how does this fold? How long is it going to be? Is it going to fit in place? Am I going to have some interferences? I'll be able to run this through, you know, my my design to put it in place, and so we wanted to to actually build a true, uh, realistic ribbon cable that allows you to to do twists. It allows you to do folds, a single or double fold, and you know, really what you would do in in a real world scenario to get a ribbon cable in your design. So um, one of the things that uh, that you're able to do is very similar to routing uh, wire harnesses you're able to go through and pick various points and place a ribbon in your design and then at various points you can tell it I want to fold uh, fold it with a single or double fold and it'll generate a ribbon that will be in your design and you can tell it how many wires it's going to be uh, where the the number one wire is which you can flip it from one side to the other and before you actually start creating the uh, ribbon cable you can go into the content center and pull in connectors that uh, you can use for both the start and end position of your ribbon cable and then you can go in and define where the ribbon cable is going to go where it's going to twist where it's going to fold and then from there you may want to create 2D drawings and show the the flattened version of the ribbon cable to get true lengths from it figure out where the folds are going to be and and basically how this thing is going to be made Uh, you also have the ability to put connectors in the 2D drawing also this is something that's new to 2008 that we have the option that you can tell it just to bring in a view of the connector and you can see what the the connectors will look like on both ends so it's a great little way to if you do ribbon cables to actually see those ribbon cables in your design and it doesn't leave you to manually have to go in and do a bunch of swept entities and try to put properties and figure out how long and how how big these ribbon cables should be so we've had uh, we've had a lot of exci- exciting users that want to be able to put ribbon cables and haven't really been able to do it very easily in the past well that concludes some of the new capabilities that are found in Inventor 2008 and as I mentioned this is something that will be ongoing until Inventor 2008 comes out but I wanted to in this next section talk a little bit about some tips and tricks some things that you can do with Inventor 11 until 2008 comes out and these I actually picked up from the manufacturing community underneath the productivity and tips you know I've been working with Inventor 2008 quite a bit and I don't want to start giving tips for 2008 quite yet because I realize that uh, many of you don't have it yet so with this there there are a couple of great little tips that came from users in uh, Inventor users out there that are posting things to our our manufacturing portal one of which came from Bill Fain he's uh, he did a, a nice little, not, I wouldn't quite say a tutorial, but talks a little bit about, uh, his title is Best Table in the House, and he talks about being able to build parts and assemblies off of a spreadsheet. And those of you that maybe are just getting into Inventor or 
you're, you've created parameters and spent a little bit of time with parameters, but you've never really used a spreadsheet uh, as far as linking it to Inventor, this is a great little tip and trick or utility, not a utility, but just a, a nice, nice source to be able to figure out how you can do some of that, what you're able to do with spreadsheets in Inventor, and how to set that up. In fact, he's even got some sample files that you can start working in here. But basically, he'll have you uh, create a sketch, be able to link in some spreadsheet information, and then create a, a nice little design that you can make changes to the spreadsheet and have it update your 2D design. And, you know, this is something that you can do very basic parameter editing, and then you also have the power of Excel at your fingertips that you can do some very complex types of equations and and things with Excel that that you can't really do in Inventor and be able to, to do some pretty extensive design work right from Excel. Uh, you also have the ability through uh, iParts and iAssemblies to use Excel as well. So there are a number of different areas where you use XLS files that you can link in or, or make modifications right from Excel. But I would highly recommend if you haven't really linked in Excel files in, in the past into Inventor to at least take a look at this and see if this is something that would be beneficial to you. Our next tip that I'm going to talk about is one that uh, that I ran across in the tips portion of the manufacturing portal that uh, I've done in the past and, and is, I think, an excellent tip that many of you may not be aware of. And it was posted by Stefan Robbins. And again, these are inventor users that use a product. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, great to be able to see some of the tips that you guys are posting. And if you haven't been out to the manufacturing portal, I would highly recommend that you go out, set up a username and a password, and go out there from time to time. And if you have some great tips, please share them with everybody. That's a great thing about the community. It's growing. There are a lot of people that are, are starting to post things out there. And I find some great tips uh, out, uh, out on the manufacturing portal. But this particular one is called Equally Divided Using a Reference Dimension. And, you know, there are times when you may want to be able to have a couple of dimensions and have them equal one another, but you don't really care what either of the dimension is, what, what each of the two dimensions are. You just want them to be equal to one another. Uh, or an example, I think, that's used in this, uh, in, in this particular example is creating something like a, a plate with multiple holes and you just want to dimension all the holes that they're equally spaced so you go in and and say there are seven holes and you place from an edge to the center of the first hole and then you go center to center to the next several holes and then the very last dimension that you would go from the center of the hole to the other edge would come up as a reference dimension. It can't be a driven dimension because it's already uh, you know all the other dimensions are, are basically dimensions that are driving the model. So then what you would do is each of those dimensions that, that are uh, driven dimensions, you would edit those and link them to the reference dimension. So once you went through and did that to all of them, they're all going to equal the same value. They're all going to be equal to one another. And anytime that part changes, they're all going to have equal spacing across each of the components. So this is a, it's a great little sample. Well, there, there's not a sample file here, but it's a great example of how you can use the reference dimensions and then make sure that everything is equal. As I mentioned, I've used this from time to time, and it's a great way that uh, I don't have to try to break out my, my math and figure out an equation or anything. 
uh, I can just simply go in, create all the dimensions, have a reference one, and link them all to the reference dimensions and have them all equal to one another. So if you haven't done this in the past, this is, uh, I think, a great little example of a quick way to set something like this up and uh, highly recommend it. So I'm also going to have a link in our show notes on both of these two tips. And again, this one was posted by Stefan Robbins, and it's equ uh, equally divide using a reference dimension. So with that, that concludes episode number 10. We've talked quite a bit about some of the new functionality in Inventor, some news topics, and then a couple of quick tips and tricks. Hopefully you enjoyed it. We'll uh, keep these rolling, and we have some exciting things to talk about in the next one with what's new. And keep an eye out on our blog. We, we also are posting uh, once or twice a week with some of the new functionality that will be in, in Inventor 2008 as well. And also be aware that you can add comments. So if, there, if you have additional questions or just like to add something to it, you can definitely go into, uh, into the, the bottom of the page in the comment area and add additional comments that everybody can look at. So with that, hopefully you enjoyed, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>